Hey, Julie. Welcome back to Hey, Julie, a podcast that is not going to have any sort of reality TV discussion today. Well, that's not entirely true. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Already, we're starting off with a falsehood. (laughs) Danielle, happy happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day. Uh, here we are. It's, it's uh, the last day of 2022. Maybe you're listening to this tonight. Maybe you're listening to this. It's probably January 1st or 2nd for you if you're listening to this. Uh, we don't really have anything specific. We have many specific things to talk about, but we're not talking about Survivor or Big Brother as we normally do. Today is going to be tops and flops of 2022. <laughs> yes. So it's like... We'll maybe be, um, you know what's sad? I just checked our Twitter because I did a call out for questions and thoughts 15 minutes ago. And now that it has um, the view count. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> the metric of how many people saw it. 20 people saw this tweet. And yet we have not yet gotten a response. I did. First of all, thank you for paying attention. I did tweet out a request for questions <laughs> and comments about 55 minutes ago. <laughs> Yours has like a disgusting picture of Heidi Klum. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one of the tops or flops of of. I mean, it's attention grabbing. That's for sure. Yeah, but yours, mine has al- almost half your views without that, without the little hacks and tricks. Oh my god! Really anyway. welcoming people in, Danielle. <laughs> we're going to talk about so many things. I'm just going to kick it off. I'm just going to kick it off with a bit of personal news and also yes. a flop of 2022. Mm. COVID. Flop. Yeah. COVID Danielle is Danielle got COVID this year. Hot. Yeah. Hot newsflash, everyone. I just got COVID. I think I just tested negative for the first time today. Oof. So uh, I'm lucky. Very lucky. I think I had a very mild case of it. I've been jabbed four times at least. I know I... I, I I had a sore throat. I had the sniffles. I had a cough. I was kind of tired for a couple of days, took a couple extra and more naps than I usually would. Yeah. But ultimately, I think I was fine. Could I have like done my life? Could I have gone to work? Yeah. I mean, there were many days where I was working when I had COVID. But anyways, flop. Yeah. It was a flop. It was a flop of a disease. I agree. It was a flop. I also think I got a as mild as it's going to get of COVID, but it still sucked. Um, and we don't like it. We don't like how now we all just decided we're all just going to get it. <laughs> and that's our lives. Like, we're, we're just like, all right, we're not going to do anything to stop this. I guess we, you know, get vaccinated. But that's pretty much it. I want to talk. I need, I'm really hot today. He's red hot. I'm red hot about something. Mm-hmm. And it all started with a tweet from at Danny Mop. <laughs> was it? Oh, hold on. Was that I it? sent did to you? you? De- did you delete it? I didn't tweet about it, but I texted you about. Oh, who is it? Oh, see now. Well, this is another flop. My brain. <laughs> because you, t- you t- I was like, I'm getting Danielle tweets and Danielle texts to me. Confused. I yeah, got a text I'm very from- consistent. My brand is very consistent, whether it's public or private. My brain is crisis. <laughs> I got a text from Danielle Gibson <laughs> Thursday, 3.22 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. A new show that I hate but love, all caps, Fleischman. <laughs> this is like my top of the year, and I haven't even wow. finished this show yet. Yeah. I, I knew I was going to like this show. And for some reason, I was putting it off. I don't know why. I just like, I don't know if I was in the right space for it. I was traveling. I was doing all sorts of stuff. I knew I was going to like this show, but I just didn't get around to it. I get the text from Danny. Watch Fleischman. Danielle, this show is everything. This show is my everything. Like almost more so than industry. Wow, there's not Danielle, even. Well, there, I guess okay. There's some drugs. industry is like different. Industry is like escapist because like I'm not British. I don't like yeah. do ketamine with strangers at English pubs at like four in the morning. I don't do any of those things. So that's like escapist. I'm like, well, what if I was a hot 22 year old, right? Money trader or whatever. If finance people do, 
the list of all of my interests is a, is a Venn diagram. And that mm-hmm. Venn diagram is a circle. And that circle mm-hmm. is Fleischman. This show <laughs> has everything, Danielle. It has Jews complaining. It has Jews living in New York City. It has Jews eating Chinese food out of various containers. It has people working as theater producers for a living. Yes, it has omniscient yes. narrators. It has a lot of resemblance to a movie I love, Little Children. Oh, yes. <laughs> This show has fucking everything that I love in it. Yeah. It has marital issues. Yeah. It has big time. Um, this show is everything to me. Wow. Lizzie Kaplan. And you're only halfway through. I'm only halfway through. Lizzie Kaplan. Goddess. Mm-hmm. Goddess level. Claire I, Danes. Danes. <laughs> Danes is an incredible actress. Like I still don't know how She's, I feel about Danes. No in this. one cries like Danes. I was like, why is Danes in this? And then in episode three, Danes has to do a lot of like really like realistic crying. And I'm like, that's why you call Danes. The crying keeps coming. And uh it get I would say it's hard to not call it realistic. I would, but it's it's guttural. It's like that scene from Midsummer. It's like a lot of crying coming your way. A river of tears. I mean, but it's just very realistic. She can ugly cry with the best of them. Yes. She's not like, oh, like Paul Rudd has to like cry for four seconds, like in a Avenger movie where he's like, <laughs> oh no, my friend, like Tony Stark, like whatever. Like Claire Danes has like postpartum depression in in like episodes of this show. And it's like, yeah, yeah this is a woman going through it. She's going through it. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I I love this show. It is. I don't binge stuff. I don't binge stuff. I really like to savor things. Like especially over the pandemic, I've learned to savor things. Like I had my little time. I watched The Sopranos for the first time. I just watched one episode a day. I just watched oh, yeah. one episode a day. I don't need more. I don't need three hours of Sopranos. I don't need three hours of any show. Just okay. one, 48 minutes is fine. And Danielle, I watched four hours of the show yesterday because it is so good. I'm not even sick <laughs> of COVID anymore. You wanted to stay anymore. in the world. So, I, I mean, I know that, like, the actual Venn diagram of my interests and the interests of our listeners is, like, actually two separate circles <laughs> with, like, just like, a little bit of touching where the big brother and survivor is. <laughs> But Danielle, I'm I'm crazy about this show. It is yeah, like it definitely like hits you over the head at some point. Like some of the visual metaphors are like, mm-hmm. oh, the man, upside down. His life is upside down. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit over the head. <laughs> but I don't care. I uh, give me Fleischman. Fleischman yeah. for president. My thing is, so I read the book. It's based on a book, and the same Obviously. writer of the book, uh, translated it to TV. She's Mm. also writing the episodes. I remember reading the book and thinking like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it was fine. It didn't really stick with me that much. So when I saw that it was being made into a TV show, I was like, sure, because I read the book. I guess I'll watch it. I love Clara Danes. I like Jesse Eisenberg. But I think the, the TV show is much better than the book, honestly. And usually it's the opposite. The only other... Uh, TV slash film medium that made the book better was Gone Girl. <laughs> so, Gone I Girl think they did so a, good. I think they did a great job. I have a little issue. I think he's great. He's a great actor, Eisenberg. Eisenberg. But I have a big issue. He's got a problem because in the show, it's like a very realistic show. So it talks about things we all, you, you know, it's, he's on the apps trying to have sex and he has kids and he's dealing with getting them and a phone or not. But His like, daughter fucking hates him and she's yeah, like 11 and it's like incredible. But I actually like the they kids give on him this lines. show. I know, but they give him lines, Brett, that are like, maybe you should check on Facebook. And I'm like, I can't hear Jesse Eisenberg talk about Facebook oh, or social oh, networks. He's, he's I can't. Too, it's too iconic a role. He like they is. should just cut those lines. They shouldn't make him ever say the word Facebook in anything he does. It is I it is uh it is his most iconic character. And I think he's gonna be oh he's always gonna be Mark. Mark? 
in some <laughs> sort of way. Um, but also, I mean, I was actually more, um, I was actually more upset by the fake Tinder app that they create mm, for yeah. the show. That's like, what? Like, who cares? Like, just I, don't know, I guess you could. <laughs> I guess like, you could like <laughs> license, yeah, uh, Tinder or or, or whatever. Um, the show is also explicitly takes place in the year 2016. Yes. And it's also about a bunch of people in their 40s. So, of course, they're on Facebook. Like, I'm not on Facebook. I actually had a Facebook up until, like, November 3rd, 2016. Then I canceled it. Something happened like that week. I I forgot. But, Hmm. like, a bunch of people in their 40s in the mid-2010s being on Facebook is, like, I don't know. It seems like it's actually pretty accurate. Like, what else would they be on? Yeah. But it's just, like, it takes me out. It takes me out to hear Jesse yeah, Eisenberg hear as it. a different character being like, she liked my posts or <laughs> whatever it is. I'm like, you invented the app. You invented Facebook. And if you would have invented Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Um, so that takes me out a little bit. I actually thought the first couple of episodes were the weaker part. I oh, like wow. the second half so far. I'm There's only one episode later. left. Yeah, I'm gonna find that later. Uh, another revelation. I know I'm like uh, 20 years late on this. Mm-hmm. I've never watched anything with Adam Brody in it. Mm-hmm. I've never watched mm-hmm. The Orange County. Yes. I've never watched what, what I don't know if you know if he's in anything else. I don't know if oh he was in Jennifer's Body. A, a, a movie it. I haven't seen. <laughs> like I'm aware of him. Like I know who people are. Like I know what yeah, things are. I was just texting someone earlier today about Game of Thrones, and I was like making a reference to it. And I famously have never seen Game of Thrones. And they're like, "You have seen Game of Thrones?" No, I'm aware of the discourse. I'm aware yeah. of what happens in it because I'm aware of the discourse. Anyways, I've never seen Adam Brody in anything really. Like maybe he's like had a small part here or there. Right. So I know I'm 20 years late and he's like 47 years not years old now or whatever. But like, this guy's a star. <laughs> he's very good. Like, I totally get good. it. Why, yeah, why wasn't he more famous ever? I think he just didn't have it in him. Didn't have it in him. I don't think he wanted, you know, he probably could have worked more. I think he didn't want to. I think because the OC, even though I wasn't an OC gal either, and my friends loved the OC, but I just was never like, I don't know. It really didn't hit for me. But it was such a cultural moment that I think he was, I think he very early on experienced like the height and he was like, I don't want this. I'd actually rather just do smaller stuff. I'll do bit parts. Like, I don't want to go the leading man, like starring role thing. Basically, I don't want to be Jesse Eisenberg. Or like cuter Jesse Eisenberg. I don't even know who that would be. Who is that? I mean, no, he's like, he's like, he's like hotter Jesse. He's like Paul Rudd with like a Robert Downey Jr. energy to him. Like he has this kind of like fast talking, smart alecky. Yeah. Tone. I I mean, I don't know. I just feel like. Penn Badgley. Penn Badgley. That's the other. (laughs) He's He's from you. You? Oh, I'm aware of it. Okay. I haven't seen a second of it. Anyways, not to do full Fleischman pod, but I, I'm like really hot off of like watching four hours of it. And I, I cannot recommend it enough. So I've been talking for about 15 minutes straight. I'm sure. I just had a cold brew, by the way. Danielle, do you have a, a top or a flop? I have several. Yes. Let's go. Because that was a top. So let me do one of my, I think the biggest loser <laughs> losers of the year because they tie into multiple things okay yes. the losers of the year are without a doubt the british <laughs> english people as a whole wow. flopped this year here's why the queen died <laughs> the new season of the crown showed again how bad the crown is harry and Meghan hashtag exposed the monarchy for being irrelevant and toxic then our favorite show, Inside Man, demonstrated how British people are actually sometimes really bad at making entertainment. <laughs> and finally, a late entry for me, RRR, as recommended by Brett last week, or maybe two weeks ago. We watched it. I'm still not through the whole thing. It's like four hours long. But <laughs> it is movie is. 
But <laughs> it's great film. And again, in the movie, I, as I'm watching, I'm like, wow, the British are taking an L this year. They are horrible. They're just a horrible people. <laughs> RRR is a horrible look for the Redcoats. <laughs> Which, in you know, many, many ways. So. In many, many ways. So. Because the movie's about like Indian Revolution, about India gaining independence, about these folk heroes in India being like, fuck you, King George. Yeah. We got guns and, and we got attitude too. And we got dance moves. Yeah. Our, our, first of all, maybe you should finish it or I don't know. First, like 25 minutes of RR, you're like, what's going on here? <laughs> I kind of like it. Like, I'm intrigued. And then a specific scene happens and you're like, I'm so on board with this movie. That, this is beautifully made. Yeah. Like it's it's a movie. You know, I often complain on this podcast about movies and how I'm like, this is boring. Like Marvel movies are boring. Oh my god. Marvel is also on my list of flops this year. Okay. Marvel as a whole. Um, Marvel Entertainment. You're actually but, right about that. But like, give me a fucking Film. This is like a James Cameron movie, you know, where it's like, it's funny. It's got romance. It's got friendship. Relationship is the key thing, even though it's crazy and has all this crazy, like fighting tigers <laughs> and whatever, dance scenes, whatever. It's grounded in a really interesting relationship. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And I just love it. the camera. The director has an appreciation for like beauty. Whether it's a gorgeous shot or like incredible fight scene or the male physique. Oh my God. <laughs> Some guys have physique in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. And it is beautiful. And I just appreciate it's like, I'm going to talk out of my ass probably here. I think the Bollywood culture is more conservative than American Hollywood culture. And yet they managed to show like hot guys in a much hotter way than Marvel. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, first of all, the guy, these guys are like shirtless the entire movie. And we have, uh, and we respect them. And even that. the guy who's like a little bit stockier, shall we say? But he's not even like, like <laughs> super hot. Yes, <laughs> he's, he's like, like daddy, also okay. ripped. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they there's much there's a lot of like shirtless but also with like blood running down their bodies oh or like them in a river <laughs> like it's beautiful um it, i just think the artistry even though it's a blockbuster like that's why i say james it's james cameron's james cameron-esque it's a blockbuster film like this is a people pleaser it's an epic it's a melodrama yes, it's like epic yeah it you know who it kind of also reminds me of Maybe I'm sure he takes a lot of inspiration from Bollywood. Our man Baz. Because it's so over the top. Yeah. This is the movie Australia, but good. Yes. And about good. India. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I give it two thumbs up. But yes, the British in the movie, and they do a great job casting because the British people in the movie are just like hideous. <laughs> Except for the one girl. But I, I do want to talk about the casting of the British people because it's very... It, it reminded me a bit of Inside Man and in like how we kind of remarked on that show that clearly every American character other than like Dylan Baker was mm -hmm. a British person. Yeah. Who they just like hired to be like, I'm a guard in a prison <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, so there's like a bunch of British people in this movie because it's like the British are occupying and, you know keeping India as a colony and they're all the bad guys except for like one yeah. like on they're all woman. like uber racist monsters and I'm I'm I was so interested in like who the fuck these actors were like not enough Me to like, actually google them or anything but like oh, I did <laughs> were these people because like I wouldn't say call any of them good actors by any means and they weren't like really natural and they're kind of all playing like these like mustache twirling villains who villains, are like yes. of course the indian people are below us we're british and they don't yes. deserve to like you know you know all sorts of evil colonialist stuff they're obviously the bad guys right but none of them are really good actors and i'm like how did they get cast in this are these were these people like are these people like somewhat 
working British actors or are they like the best British actors that are living in India and they're just like doing Bollywood all the time because like Bollywood needs, you know, English, like the same way that all cultures need actors of all different backgrounds and stuff. Right. Like, no, totally. It's like, did these are, are these English people making like are they in a bunch of bollywood movies That's yeah or do wondering. they do like do they do like theater in in india like are they just are they local actors in india who are of like you know english nationality maybe they moved there for college or something like that i, I don't know right. but because because they are so bad you're like are they like the best people we're not like, sending our best are we like not sending our, like we're like could they only afford like like basically like soap opera level right. actors. They're kind of just like soap opera level actors. Yeah, who are like, they are. If you they, saw they, them and they were like, Dr. Xander Price is my identical <laughs> twin order, you'd be like, yeah, this makes a ton of sense. They're, yeah, they are not like, they went for the look more for the talent is what I'd say. Because yeah, yeah. the look of all of these British people is so perfect. They just look so British <laughs> in they a bad really way. Are, <laughs> like, and they look. And the one thing I will say is they look super modern, like modern bad British people. But um, but it doesn't matter. It still works. It's great. The movie's fun. I'm not even done the movie yet, but I, I'm I a big fan. It is very long. It's yes. very long. <laughs> it's worth but it. Highly recommended. But so, do you agree that they are the losers of the year? The British. Yeah, I mean. Okay. <laughs> Lizzie bouncing. Yeah. I'm done. That's tough stuff. I'm done. Um, basically, I, I think everyone has their like pitchforks out for Harry and Meghan. Um, the English yeah. like lost to France in the World Cup. Hmm. Wasn't a good year. Brexit. Wasn't <laughs> Brexit for sure. <laughs> they got to wait in the lines. All the British going, yeah. you know, going to Scandinavia, going to, you know, Stockholm for their, you know, Christmas parties or whatever. They're like, you know, yeah, they don't get to tough. go into the EU line. Yeah, it's I, 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 they're losers. What can I say? They they won for a long time. They were winners for a long time. Can now, I can I do a new some humble pie? Can I do a new loser? This is a hot yes. off the press loser. Yeah, Nazi popes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Rest in piss. <laughs> Rest in piss, king. <laughs> I'm just wondering. So it's it's Saturday, December 20, uh, 31st. It's almost 2 p.m. here in East Coast Canada. Um, I'm just wondering who else is going to bite it before 2023. I feel like we're going to lose one more. We lost well, Barbara Walters. We lost Barbara Walters last night, which is which was sad. Like Sad, actual. but she had a great run. Actual icon. I, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, she was ninety three or whatever. So yeah, great but life. Like, actual icon because she transcended like herself. Like she became an iconic character. Just like yeah, seeing Sherry O'Terry or Rachel Dratch do Barbara Walters or like you know a, a, you know cart- like I'm sure Simpsons had their own sort of like Barbara Walters analog or something like that. She was just like iconic television personality of the last 50 years so like yeah we're, we're, we're good Peter with her, her. i read like, her book uh, it's it's a great read was it, i don't mean to like say bad things but in her book wasn't she like oh i i was totally getting it yeah with all that, the guys? i must have talked about it yeah she goes into her hoe era and i respected that she would do that She's like, here's all the guys I banged. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> um, yeah. He he is a flop. Uh, we don't mind. We won't, he won't be missed, is all I can say, right? No. No. Let's go on to some positivity because I do have more losers. So let's go to some winners. Okay. I think, and this is why I said we're gonna talk a little bit about reality. This Big Brother was a winner this year. And we have to really celebrate that because it's usually a big loser. <laughs> but this year's season of Big Brother Reignited was an absolute the flame. win. Yes. Yeah. It was, you know, Taylor, winner of the year, I would say. Um, potato chips. Potato chips. <laughs> it, it was just such top to bottom, wonderful entertainment 
that I genuinely, even if I didn't have this podcast, if I was just a casual viewer of Big Brother without a podcast, I would put it on my best of list anyway. Yeah, I mean, hey, this is what the the namesake of the podcast is. We've had the best season of Big Brother in, I don't know, a decade? Ten years. A decade? Yeah. (laughs) So let's celebrate that. It was great. I'm beginning to, as you were talking about Big Brother, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can name (laughs) any other people who were on Big Brother this year. I can. Michael. Michael. Kyle. Joseph. (laughs) <laughs> Joseph, <laughs> um, Gabler, um, Gabler, <laughs> Marianne, <laughs> the guy who won the pull-up competition, <laughs> Frenchie, <laughs> Frenchie. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's just a winner. Okay, should we do another winner or do a loser? Let's do another winner. Okay, another winner for me was White Lotus. Oh, yeah. White Lotus was a show. There's been a long time since there's been a show where I want to watch it live as it airs. And even though it was on late at 9 p.m. my time, I made sure my butt was seated and ready to watch White Lotus every week. I loved it. I think this season of White Lotus speaks to the fact that America can still have like adult. Things. Oh, wow. Subtle yes. things. Adult entertainment. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know what? Like, I think there is something to bemoan because there's a lot of like, where are the adult movies? Like, where are the mid level, mid tier adult thrillers, right? Like, they've mm-hmm. all kind of gone away. And I'm not saying like it's good that they've permanently turned into this, but they've just turned into White Lotus. Whereas 25 years ago, you would have whatever, like, Michael Douglas movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? I love those movies. <laughs> and it would just be a Michael Douglas movie. And he'd be like, he'd have like yeah. a hot wife and he'd like yes. have a good job. And like, and he's like 60 in all of them, but his kid is three. <laughs> <laughs> and it's turned into White Lotus because White Lotus started out and you're like, I had this feeling. I'm sure my feeling doesn't speak for everybody, but I think at first everyone's like, Okay, this is definitely a different speed pitch coming from White Lotus. White Lotus season one, you have Murray Bartlett out there and you're like on his level. And he's like, I'm Australian. I'm on drugs. I'm like kissing everybody. You're like, (laughs) this show. And like Steve Zahn and Connie Britton and like Sydney Sweeney. And you understand the speed that all the characters are going at. And it's a little bit more... It's a little bit more zany. It's a little bit more like a farce. And then this season starts and you're like, oh, the hotel manager is this like kind of mean Italian lady. And (laughs) what, like Michael Imperioli is just like sad. And what are these people doing? It's not really going anywhere. Am I annoyed by like, am I kind of like annoyed that the, the Coolidge character is even back? What's going on? It's just kind of a different speed. And also, no episodes end with a with a cliffhanger. This ain't this ain't right. Netflix. Yeah. This is, you know, this is like it ends and it's just like everybody goes to sleep and then there's a shot of the ocean and you're like, okay, but you're uh, still dying it. to know what happens next week. Exactly. So it was a much more subtle season in terms of what was going on, what was going on thematically. This show was like roaring to a finish. This was like a brush fire by the end of the way people were talking about it. So I think, I think, you know, you're right. White Lotus, massive winner. People are like crazier about the show than ever. I'm sure a lot of people might say that this season was better than the first season when at face value, I think there was less like shocking stuff happening in it. There was less, it was less loud of a season. So I'm saying that people are into more subtle stuff and, and you're right. We're thirsty. We're yeah. thirsty for a little subtlety, you know? Yeah. And yeah, White Lotus delivered on that. Okay. Well, on the opposite side of that, <laughs> another winner for me. Let's put ourselves in a time machine back to, I believe, February, perhaps March, maybe April. I don't remember. A little movie called 
deep waters. <laughs> ben Affleck. Is this Anna a top or a flop? This is a top. No, this oh was a gosh. top time for me. I enjoyed this. I went back and rewatched the ending of this movie. Um, <laughs> I highly enjoyed it. I highly enjoyed discussing it with people. It's a top. It's a top memory for me. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had fun. Like, I had fun talking with you about it on the pod. I had fun, like, talking yeah. to, like, my film friends who are, like, trash, who, like, watch enough movies, but also watch trashy movies. Yes, important. I enjoy talking about the snails. I enjoy talking <laughs> about Tracy Letts. I enjoy talking about the logistics about the of the movie. About the daughter named Goldie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about, like, his bike. His, he's biking all the time. Yeah. That the movie starts and he's like, yeah, I invented drones. I actually kind of want to rewatch that movie today. I feel like it's a great New Year's Eve movie. It actually would be. But <laughs> I think the movie is objectively really bad. Yeah. And I wouldn't I wouldn't call it good. Yeah, that's fair. I just wanted to add it from my personal, you know, my thoughts. Okay. Should we go to, to flop, another flop? Okay, sure. This is a big, this is, for me, these are all the same, okay? Losers of the year. Andrew Tate, Tory Lanes, Johnny Depp, and their fans. <laughs> Losers, capital L. All right, I actually wanted to ask you about this. Okay. Who or what is Tory Lanes? <laughs> This is really embarrassing, but Tory Lanez is a Canadian oh my rapper. Lord. Oh, my God. Who, for some reason, they led into America. There's only room for one. Yep. And he's sitting in front row at the Raptors game. And this is an example as to why. They let him in. He's at a party with Megan Thee Stallion, who is a big, big-time rapper. I'm she's aware having, of like, her. like, a breakout year. Yeah. She's yeah. fab, gorgeous, talented. We love her. He shot her in the foot. And this isn't even her suing her him. She didn't sue him. This is like the state of California versus no, this is like, Tory yeah. Lanez. Charges <laughs> filed in a criminal. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, a lot of people showed their butts, including Drake, 50 Cent, because they are they're like innocent until proven guilty, blah, blah, blah. When like the, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence, including the fact that Megan Thee Stallion is like, yeah, he shot me in the foot. I was there. There's I a bullet in my shooting foot. Shooting me in the foot. Yeah. Um, so I just, for whatever reason, this was the year of people living in like an alternate reality. I guess that already started many years prior, but this is the reason in pop culture where I'm really noticing it that people are just choosing. It's like QAnon has seeped into other facets of culture where people truly are just choosing to believe what they wanted to believe. And I see it with like Andrew Tate just got arrested, right? I also have no idea who Andrew Tate is. And that's like the way we all want to be. I'm extremely I only, online. I, I'm very online too, but this is like a pocket of online where it's like, you know, men's rights. He's just like a, gr like a grind culture. But he's his, his the grind is like you should be hitting your girlfriend <laughs> because men are powerful. <laughs> like it, it, like you should be asserting your dominance. Like he was running a like sex trafficking ring. I heard about That's that. That's why he got arrested, and pizza. he literally like wasn't lying. He wasn't like trying to hide the fact that he was doing that. He was like, that's his whole thing. He, he was not trying to hide the fact that this is what he believes and how he thinks men should live their lives. And that's what he sort of sells to people, sells to young boys. But to your your point, and this, this applies to Jordan Peterson, this applies to <laughs> yes. Elon and stuff, like the amount of people in the comments being like, yeah, of course I would work 120 hours a week and sleep on the floor. That's like what it is to have a job right now. Like, right. it's not crazy for your employer to ask that of you. Like, why don't you quit your job if you don't like it? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's cr it's crazy. I don't know. Like, I don't know either. I don't get it. It's like to another uh, lesser extent or maybe more extent. Like I saw people talking about how Southwest Airlines who just had this massive like breakdown, you yeah. know, there was the huge storm and they weren't prepared and 
their system, I guess, is very antiquated. You know, a lot of people lost luggage, lost tickets, lost flights, lost time, blah, 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 are probably due being paid back in some way. But I see people in the comments defending Southwest. And I'm just like, why are you defending a company? Like people are genuinely saying like, well, you know, you're always taking a risk when you fly. It's like, no, actually, you yeah, should I mean, be. Yes, storms <laughs> happen, but like, how come Amer- Like, how come every other? This is what I, this is one of the things that like annoys me about like lots of people coming to weird either defense of something or weird like antagonism towards something. Like, they don't think beyond the one point, and it's like, okay, sure, but how come American Airlines didn't cancel all of their flights? How come Delta did like? I believe yeah, the storm course. affected all of the country, like all of the cities. And I believe Delta flies to these cities as well. And I believe United flies to these cities as well. I'm sure there were some cancellations, but how come Southwest had like 20 times more cancellations and Southwest had their pilots going on Reddit and being like, we've been asking them to change like the backend system for 20 years and they haven't do it and done it. And this is why. And, and meanwhile, they're, zo- they're making record profits or whatever. Zo- just there was zoom like out some- for four seconds <laughs> yeah. and like think about your point. One of the things too that always comes out like whenever there's like a gun thing or whatever, like there's always yeah. like the video game thing and they're like, well, it's because of video games. And it's like, okay, zoom out for four seconds. Do they have video games in any other country? Does yeah. Japan have video games? Right. Yeah, they invented video games and their video games are more violent and fucked up than ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, zoom out your point for four fucking seconds and you might actually realize you're wrong about something. But people don't want to be wrong. I love being wrong. People I'm wrong all the time. I can admit when I'm wrong. I can admit it. But the problem is I'm very rarely wrong <laughs> because everyone else is so wrong. <laughs> but so there's like, you were, we were talking about Venn diagrams. The Venn diagrams of idiots who like all three of the men I just named, Tory Lanez, Andrew Tate, and Johnny Depp. I'll say women too. Women hate themselves. Why would you be a fan of any of these people as women? I don't know. I don't get it. They're losers. Flop of the year. I hope they all fade into obscurity. Amazing. Can I talk about a, a top? Yeah. From troubling men to troubling men. This is like a very male thing to say. I'm sure you'll agree with me. Better call Saul, man. Better call Saul. (laughs) Talk from troubling men to good men. Saul Goodman. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I do not watch Better Call Saul, but I support him. Doesn't your husband watch it? Yeah, he does. Everyone's husband watches Better Call Saul. (laughs) Yes, they do. This show stuck the landing. This show... could not have been good. Should not have been People good. People say it's better than Breaking Bad. It's of equal quality, but in a very different way. Okay. And this show just stuck the landing. And it was a really, really satisfying finale. Like finale. I think the episode or two before the finale were like even better. This show didn't need to be made. And it didn't need to be good. And it was really, really good. And they kind of did this like half split season where they did like two half seasons this year. And the first one came out and it was like good. But you're like, where are they going with this? And they're certainly like kind of taking their time and doing a lot of like rabble rousing and kind of yucking it up and tap dancing. And then the show comes back from its little mini hiatus and you're like, oh no, they know exactly what they're doing. This show is is great. So now that it is over and I'm sure most people have seen Breaking Bad at this point and like maybe they didn't get into it. And I'll, I'll say the first season or two or of Better Call Saul is slow. And you're like, I don't yeah. know what I'm watching. And I will say that one of the more... There's a character who's on the first like two to three seasons of this show. Eventually, isn't on the show. It's a tough, is a very tough hang. Mm. Uh, but the show, they were had they had like a marathon of it on yesterday on AMC, and it was just really good. 
And yeah, it, there, I think it's the fourth season where you're like, oh my God, this show knows what it's doing so hard. And it, it really, it really just carried on the story in a completely different tone, a completely different way. And it was as fulfilling as Breaking Bad, which everyone says is, you know, everyone agrees is a really top quality show. So I'm going to say Better Call Saul at the top of 22. They're having Revisited. fun over there. They're having fun. They're just having a good time. I feel like there's no pressure for them to make a good show. And so they just do it because they're not, they're relaxed. But the show is better than anything else. Like there's no pressure yeah. for them to make a good show. And yet they make something better than So Help Me Todd. <laughs> um, another hit for me, big hit. I've spent enough time on this podcast going into detail about it. Gilded Age. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> Just a great show. Great show. Can't wait for season two. I mean, this show got me through early 2022, the winter. So good. I have I have some pop cultural moments that I found were hit. We need to revisit. We need to revisit at least one of them. Okay. Well, the one I have... Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I think it was a hit. I still think it was a hit. I'm still team Will Smith. I think he should have hit him harder. I am a fan. It's weird because it shouldn't have happened. It was an objectively yet, bad thing to do. But how can I wish for it to have not happened? Because then I wouldn't know about it, right? Like, mm -hmm. the world is better for having this ha like taken place, right? I think more people need to be slapped publicly. We need to bring back... Here's a 2023 thing. 2023 <laughs> trends. Blockchain out. Yeah. Slapping in. Duels, <laughs> duels. You take out a little white glove yes. and you slap it across someone's face and you say, I challenge your authority, sir. Mm -hmm. I challenge thee to a duel. I There's a video going viral right now of a Waffle House fight. And it is <laughs> like watching. It's like I, I, I don't really like it because I, I just feel bad for the people working at the Waffle House. I'm like, they really should not have to deal with this. This seems really dangerous and bad. And so it makes me feel like I'm in the Roman Colosseum watching the gladiators fight. And so I don't want them to have to fight. But I do think that I think like Will Smith should be allowed to slap Andrew Tate publicly. You know, like I think he should be. I think we should support people who are monsters getting humiliated publicly a little bit. First of all, yes. Should so? Does Chris Rock deserve to get slapped? No, Chris Rock, by all accounts, is like. I think he's like in one that of moment, the. I think he's like one of the last moment, good ones. Right? Like Chris Rock hasn't gone into the, like he's not like a like anti woke comedian, right? I don't think. I, I don't know. I'm losing faith. I think they all secretly are. And it's just a matter of time before they make their Netflix special that exposes it. Yeah. And they're all just called like, woke is broke. And the thumbtail <laughs> yeah. is them like yelling like, ah, you know. <laughs> I just think you. it really is like you get us because you're in the bubble. You're in the bubble once you have a certain amount of money. You're just, you're only hanging out with those other people. So why would you have a different opinion? So what I'm saying is obviously like we need to round up people who we don't like and just have them slapped on television. Slapped, yes. And but I don't this think moment, that's that bad. This moment, it's it, it just going back to the original moment is like, yes. <laughs> I've never felt so alive mm, for yeah. like 90 minutes. Everyone was like, <laughs> Did this just happen? Was it real? Twitter like, was like on fire. Like everyone yeah. was, like, was this real? People who were like in the gallery, like on the, the third balcony or whatever, like, oh, I have this video angle of it. Oh, I'm they're went to commercial right now, and like Denzel just walked up to him and is like whispering in his ear something. Mm -hmm. Like it it was like the cultural moment. Of it was the it was the cultural moment of the year. The moment, 
Yeah. And it was the marriage of linear broadcast technology, the marriage of social media, the marriage of memes. It, it just was, it snowballed out of control in the most chaotically pleasurable way possible. And <laughs> like no one's gonna get slapped at the Astros this year. Ever like, again. <laughs> Ever again. But like they're s- gonna do unfunny bits. I don't about know who's it. hosting the Oscars this year, but yeah. like, why isn't it Chris Rock? And why isn't the ad like why isn't the poster that you see at the bus stop like Chris Rock with like the ice pack on his head and like a little like <laughs> black <laughs> eye, you know, like yeah. makeup or whatever? And he's just like, and the tagline's like, you never know what's gonna happen or something like that, <laughs> yes. right? Like <laughs> I don't work in marketing, but that one's just a that one's just a layup. You just put it's I just there. It. <laughs> I love it. I was asleep. You know I was asleep when it <laughs> happened. Oh, so yeah. I woke up to the chaos and I absolutely loved it. And I and like I it, it also happen, broke right? people's it broke people's brains in a way. Like I I'm saying he should have slapped him harder. I don't actually think he should have slapped him harder, but I am team Will Smith, and I do think it was I, I'm team Will. I, I think you know what? He, the, Chris Rock broke Will Smith, so he had to do what he had to do. But I, you know, Judd Apatow was like he could have killed him. <laughs> like the way it broke people's people's yeah, brains. Yeah, there were there were some so people broken. who were like. What if he actually hit him with a knife? And what if his head landed on on a, on the back Betty of the White? stage and cracked the skull open? Come on, let me slap him. Like, people went crazy. It was so, like, and people lose their minds over the smallest stuff. This was a huge thing. It was just, like, incredible to witness. But, um, but on top of it, too, like, this is the culmination of everything for Will Smith. And know, a, it was a perfect life. all like sucked away. And like, he's like not going to be in movies for, for a while. Like he's in this big prestige, like kind of civil war era movie right now that Apple's putting out. I know. You know, where he plays like a freed slave or something like that. And they're like, yeah, emancipation's out. You know, watch it. I know. You can watch it if you want. Like, I don't think, I think people would have been putting like a lot more you know, juice yeah. into this movie if the lead actor, like coming off his big Oscar win, wasn't didn't fucking slap Chris Rock. <laughs> He's got to do something fun. He can't do a serious movie because to be the follow up. He's got to go back to Hitch, Hitch Two. Keep then hit, people will forgive him. Still Hitch, yeah, <laughs> hitching along. <laughs> Get hitched, hitch slapped. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> like, there's so many ways you can go. I'm sure someone made those puns already. Um, that was the moment. Uh, do you want the the runner up moment? Yeah, of course. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> Just in general, <laughs> everything about "Don't worry, darling" was a was a top, a top pop culture moment. Yeah, I would say. I think it may it, it was fun for everyone, except for maybe um, Ted Lasso. Can we put d- the actual movie "Don't Worry, Darling" in the flop section? Yes, yes, of course. Because it was so bad, <laughs> but the hubbub around the movie and the drama was a top pop culture moment. Oh, absolutely. The spit, the like weird text messages from Olivia that were like going viral. (laughs) Florence being like putting out these statements like, I support this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, of course, I couldn't come to the premiere. I'm like shooting something else. Like I'm shooting a Marvel thing right now or whatever. But like you reading between the lines of the statement being like, she's like, she's like, Florence hates this fucking movie. Yeah, it's like if you erase every, if you s- highlight every third letter of every second word, it spells out "I hate Olivia Wilde." <laughs> like it's a secret message here. <laughs> People like screen capping Nick Kroll in this movie. And <laughs> <it's just> like, <laughs> I mean, our entire podcast about it. Oh, speaking of tops, yes, Danielle, yes, I got a top for you. Please. Top of the top. Top of the box office. Top mm. gun 
Maverick. Top Gun Mav. I mean, we could have done a third, a third episode of it. We really could have. This movie's gonna be there nominated to for discuss. best. This movie's gonna win Best Picture. I know. It's like, and you know what's so crazy is that Tom Tom Cruise is insane, but we love him. We can't help ourselves. He is responsible allegedly for missing people in Scientology, and yet. We love him. David Miscavige is like, they can't find him right now. The federal government is trying to like serve him papers. And, and they're oh like, my where is he? Where is he? I, I, he's purposefully missing because like you can't go to court if you haven't been served the papers that go to court. Right. So he's just like in a space station somewhere. Yeah. I just talk about someone who probably has done horrible things, much worse than Will Smith. And yet we celebrate, we value, we adore Tom. Tom Netflix Cruise has because, slapped somebody for sure. Oh my God. Katie Holmes. He ha- yeah, someone, Surrey Cruise. Who knows? Who knows? But there is a darkness there that we are just, as a collective, as a society, we've decided we don't care because we love Tom Maverick. You know, Surrey Cruise is just like out there. You ever think like, what are, like, what is ex-celebrity doing right now? It's like, okay, yeah. it's December 31st. Everyone has today off. Nobody's working today. It's a Saturday. Nobody's working today. Yeah. Suri Cruz is just like, she's like 15 and she's just like, she's just like on her couch, like on her phone right now. She's just like Scrolling. on TikTok, yeah. like texting her friends. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what we want for her though. That's what, that's a normal existence away from Scientology. Good for Katie Holmes. Tom Cruise um, as well as like doing all these like weird promos for various things where he's just like, hey, I'm on a biplane right now. <laughs> here's my uh, here, you know, here's the director of Top Gun or whatever, and he's like sitting in the, <laughs> the loser's seat or whatever, <laughs> having fun at the movies, and he jumps out of the plane. <laughs> And then it just follows him as he gets smaller and smaller and disappears into the universe. I'm actually like with my, I put my conspiracy hat on. I'm like this, if he keeps doing these, they're going to make a really good um, excuse for when he disappears. It's going to be like Tom Cruise can't be found after filming Dangerous Stunt. Yeah, because the federal government is probably going to try to serve him at some point. I mean, isn't that the best end of the career for Tom? Like, what is he going to be like 89 years old and die? Indiana Jones. Oh, my Lord. I don't know. I don't what know. Is, but it was just, a top, he just so. going to like get cancer and die or like die of old age at 93 like Barbara Walters? Wouldn't it be mm. better for Tom if he just disappeared? I, yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. disappeared because he insisted on stepping into a wormhole for, for Mission Impossible <laughs> 9. I doing agree, stuff, actually, because then stunts. he's like preserved in amber. His gorgeous facelift, whoever did that work, brava. His physique, his he's just like always going to be Tom Cruise, not old Tom Cruise. Yeah, he should do that. Can I? Can I give up? This is not a top nor a flop. This is a preemptive warning. Okay. For 2023. Someone who I don't want to see on the flop list, but I'm nervous mm. for. Uh oh, Margot. Oh, I saw I saw some some chatter about Margot. I think Babylon, she's gonna be okay. Babylon's not hot. Babylon is Amsterdam. a flop. <laughs> Babylon is a flop. I know the for Hollywood sure. Foreign Press is like movie stars in a movie. Here you go. Yeah. Best picture. <laughs> About movies? Yeah. This movie is like universally reviled and I will not see it. I will see it. <sighs> I'll no, Amsterdam. Sure. No one's seen Amsterdam. No one's seen Amsterdam. I don't want to see Amsterdam. I've had enough. I, of I'm just... I, she's beautiful. Sign me up for the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature. Like, I'm yes. at alamodrafthouse.com. Like, buy my tickets when. I want to see both movies opening day. Margot Robbie needs to not play like a squeaky broad from from Brooklyn in mm-hmm. just one movie. 
Yeah. This year. I think she'll get there. And I think I'm not worried about her. I don't think she's doing that in Barbie. We will we will see. But she needs to like stop being Harley Quinn in every movie. And it's just I I don't want to see a Margot backlash. But I see no. into the future and I see how fickle people are. I see that like the things that people love become the things that people hate. Johnny Depp. I know there's like a whole new, as we spoke about, like cadre (laughs) of Johnny Depp fans who were like, I wasn't a fan of Johnny Depp, but now that I heard he beats his wife, I'm in. (laughs) Like those people, no, fuck them, fuck them, goodbye. But all the people, Johnny Depp was the biggest thing. He, Mordecai, Charlie, Char, Charlie, Chocolate. <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Chocolate. People will see it in every movie that he was doing. More pirates. <laughs> and it just disappeared. And now, and now Charlie Chocolate can't get a movie made. Now they got Timothy <laughs> Chalamet in the Charlie Chocolate movies. <laughs> Timothy Chocolate. <laughs> it, yeah. It, when it goes, it goes. And mm-hmm. I would also say, not deservedly, sometimes it goes for women faster. When like yeah. we just decide as a society we hate you now. <laughs> so yeah, like I know it's sad. She doesn't deserve it because she's a really good actress. I'm just a bit concerned about possible overexposure and that every movie she's in is this like Oscar Beatty drama of excess. Where she's like, yeah, hey, it's me, Margaret Yeah, I'm from New York. And it's like, you're not, you're, you're Australian. Just like be a normal, just be like a normal person in a movie. I think she's just having, like, she's currently having a little downswing, but Mar- Barbie is going to be her legally blonde. I think she's going to be fine. I think she's. Barbie is a good reset. Barbie is a good reset, but I swear yeah. to God, if like she's in a Scorsese movie next December, where she's like doing cocaine and like talking like she's from, you know, yeah. Red Hook or whatever. Like, people are going to be like, eh, you know, yeah. Let me get a little. I signal. thought you were. I thought you were going to say someone else. Who? Someone else who is currently on top of the world, deservedly so. Even though I haven't seen the movie, I thought you were worried for Brendan Fraser. Um. Not really. Because when you're that high up, there's only one place to go. It's down. He already went down. <laughs> I know, but that was, but that was, it wasn't like everyone turned on him. He went down because he suffered a trauma and he pulled away. We didn't all collectively go, we hate Brendan Fraser now. He's returning, he's like returning to equilibrium, right? Like he's probably mm-hmm. returning to where he should have where he should have been all along, right? Right. He was the hottest, like he was huge star, like mummy movies, doing all these big movies. A like, true movie star. A true movie star. Like, oh my god, like charming, funny, attractive. Like he could do Good it actor. all. He's doing all yeah. these movies. He suffers a trauma, peels back from the limelight starts gaining a ton of weight starts losing a bunch which which happens to all people all people right then he starts kind of coming back and doing like weird parts here and there or whatever so he's gonna he's gonna be in this movie the whale that like no one's gonna see and he's gonna win a bunch of awards for and he's probably just gonna be in a bunch of movies he's he's after not being in stuff for 15 20 years he's gonna return to do do being what he should have been in, which is like one or two movies a year, like one or two TV shows a year. And now he's going to play Brendan, you know, a guy who he's not going to look like Tom Cruise. Like he's not, he obviously hasn't kept it together looks wise the way Tom Cruise has. (laughs) But like you see, I mean, part of, no one has, no one has, I'm not like part of Brendan Fraser is like these beautiful emotive eyes. And he like, looks like a, puppy in his eyes and he still yeah. he still yeah. has that and yeah. you know but now he's gonna play like a bigger guy in his 50s or i don't know he, whatever but like he still has this emotive eyes and and voice and stuff and i think he's gonna yeah, he's returning okay. to where he should have been all along if the average if he should be at a five right if we just want to call equilibrium and like the proper placement for someone of five he was at a 10 he was at a nine or a mm-hmm. 10 in the 
late nineties, early two thousands, and then he dropped to a zero. And yeah. then he now he's like it's all averaged out. And it's it was seven. just a roller coaster. Whereas some people <laughs> yeah. were just always like a six, right? Mm-hmm. Of like being in the perfect equilibrium for their career of what they should have been in, right? So Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, Welcome back. I think I agree. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter. Um, I guess we should get to we only have one question. Well, we have two, kind of. From Babu Yakshit, with award season coming up, will we have an an official Hey Julie award show soon? Yes. This yeah, is like we will. We will. <laughs> well, I should we'll have, have read this the at Oscar the, I'm, nominations. I, I didn't mean to read the read that tweet at the beginning of the episode because that that was this episode. Well, Oscar nominations will come out, and we'll have to see if we're right about Top Gun being nominated. But we also had a question from Ravi Ramgopal. Why can't we get a BSG remake? That'll start Galactica. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Sam Esmail one that they were doing for Peacock. I don't know if that's like going forward or not happening anymore. But I love Battlestar Galactica, one of my favorite shows ever. Watch it. Not doing anything this holiday season. Watch Battlestar. It's really good. What's the face? What's the face? I don't. I wouldn't. I'm not going to watch it. You, would, <laughs> I, you might like it though. Like, I guess I'm not into space. You know, I'm not into space. Well, here's the thing. It's like not. That's the the worst thing going for Battlestar Galactica is its name. It just sounds like it's the most space nerd shit like possible. Yeah. And the fucking office. The fucking office had like the nerdiest, most piece of shit character, Dwight. Like all he would say is like Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica. So that's like all people think about Battlestar Galactica is like the guy who's like the most over the top nerdy piece of shit in like the most famous show from the last 20 years likes that show. Here's my pitch for Battlestar Galactica. First of all, Danielle, I have amazing taste. When do I ever lead you in the wrong direction. RRR is so good. There's tigers, yeah. there's dancing, there's like everything. There's yeah. shirtless guys. I don't know. I'm I'm confident there have been some Brett flops. <laughs> I can't think of them at right now, but I'm sure yeah. there have been. No, yeah. I mean, there's you and I do definitely like, I like the show industry a lot. And you're like, what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, you're like, that's a great example. And you probably like that stupid severance. Oh my god, I love Severance. Yeah, so there you go. I See, love Severance. Have- um, Battlestar, just a quick pitch on Battlestar is like West Wing meets Top Gun in space. It's like that's what it is. <laughs> this, there, there is space, but it is just nowhere near all the goofy shit that's in Star Trek and Star Wars. Like every every episode of Star Wars or Star Trek or whatever, they're like, we have to go to the bar on the planet Bloop Blorp and there's a man yeah. and he's made of bubbles or he has like a weird... Fu- three noses. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, and like every single episode is like, they just go to a bar and there's like a bunch of people with very stupid fucking makeup on their face. <laughs> and they're like, oh, on this planet we're all miners and on this planet we all miners under the sea. <laughs> None of that happens on this show. Everyone's a human being. Everyone's a human being. On this show. Mm. And mm. it is more like a sort of World War II era submarine uh, uh, naval carrier show. The Battlestar is like the aircraft carrier of the of the fleet, right? Where it, it has all the fighter jets and stuff land on it. And like they all just live on the aircraft carrier. The aircraft carrier just has to be happens to be in outer space rather than on the sea. But otherwise right. it is a political <laughs> drama and there's like fighter pilots in it. Except where they just go in space planes instead of regular planes. Like I, I, I don't know. Like that's just what the show is. The characters are really good. The admiral, the you have like the hot headed pilot is this young woman. The president Sergeant. is what? <laughs> Hot-headed pilot, sergeant. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. So much of the show is like various people like yell, like being like, "You're grounded, pilot." <laughs> um, it's really. I can't believe we are ending our New Year's Eve podcast hits and flops of 2023, talking about Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> you talk about the Gilded <laughs> yes. Age. Come on. 
I just said battle scar. <laughs> well, that's just so perfect for our show, ladies and germs. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sending in questions and comments throughout the year. It was a great year for us and for pop culture. You can always send us comments and questions at HeyJulieBB on Twitter and our email, HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. I look forward to 2023. Don't you, Brett? Yeah, well, of course. So many things are going to happen. Uh, new season yeah. of Survivor in like <laughs> two months. A week, yeah. <laughs> BB25, which will sh- for sure be a letdown. For sure be a letdown. Yeah, how can they top it? They can't. No. Oh my God. Get ready. We're to, still speaking have of fun. like beautiful women who we're just going to turn on, the way Taylor is going to be like involved in BB25, and she's going to be like, Welcome to the potato chip factory. You have to win <laughs> the golden power of potato chips. Like, <laughs> she's going to host every channel. Oh my God. Right. Poor girl. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, just remember all your love you have for Taylor because the yeah, producers exactly. are going to make you hate her soon. Yeah, we don't want it. We're best. not rooting for it. I'm just no. telling you that everything good is ruined by overexposure. Thank you, Brett, for another wonderful year. That's why this podcast will never be bad because we'll never be overexposed. We'll never even be <laughs> <No>. exposed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One time we cracked the top like 100 episodes oh, on God. Apple okay. podcast. We love you. <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Happy Year, New Danielle. Year. See you on the, on the flippity flop. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.